A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to help make a poor story reader's day, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. Also, I've set up a channel membership, just in case you want to show your support and help keep storytime going for as long as possible. So if you love my videos or want to have your comments shown like this one by Phantasm, click the join button below this video. That said, our first story of the day is by Bada. Managers aren't allowed to tell me to use their parking space when they're off? Alright then. So this happened a good 6 years ago now. I was just starting my IT career so I was a basic level 1 desktop engineer for a large financial company. My team consisted of me, a level 2 engineer, and 3 managers. One for data, one for people, and one overall manager. Parking in town was either expensive or impossible, and while management and supervisors got parking spaces in the huge multi-story next to the office, other staff members didn't get one and either had to pay the very expensive parking fees or park far away and walk. Being on a low entry-level salary, I opted to walk the 30 minutes into town and often got sick due to bad weather. The level 2 guy lived a 5-minute walk from the office and didn't own a car. When any of the managers were off, they offered their parking space to me so that I wouldn't have to walk, which was very nice of them, and greatly appreciated as it was saving me money too. One day, I got called into HR because somebody saw me coming out of the multi-story and got jealous and asked why I get a space and they don't. This HR manager was incredibly condescending and talked to me like I was a literal child with lines like, Back when I was your age, I thought the world owed me everything too. Which is absolutely not my attitude, but sure, go off on one like you know me. She said it wasn't fair on the level 2 guy because he might want the space too. She wouldn't listen when I said he didn't drive and even said to me he didn't want it after I asked if he was okay with me using the space. At the end of the day, I went into the management office and we were chatting about the day as we usually did. And I told them about the HR meeting and said they weren't allowed to let me use their space anymore. The data manager then had a genius malicious compliance suggestion. She was a very selfless soul who sacrificed much of her time to help other people and this situation rubbed her the wrong way and she wanted to do something out of spite. She said that whenever any of them were on holiday, they'd just tell me that their parking space will be empty for the duration. Not specifically that I can use it, which is what we were told not to do from HR. So the next time they were on holiday, I parked in their space, and after a few days, somebody else got jealous and tattled to HR again. I said that I just took a chance on an empty space I found in the multi-story. They were rented, not pay and display. She went and asked the data manager when she was back in if she said I could use the space. To which she said, no, I just said goodbye before I went on holiday for two weeks. HR then told her I was in her space in her absence and asked her if she wanted to raise a complaint against me. She said, no thanks, I wasn't using it anyway. Their hands were tied and there was nothing they could do to prevent me from using the spaces as they're allocated privately to the individuals for use even outside of office hours and only reclaimed when they leave. Does this HR also frustrate everybody else out there? The whole like, well, Jimmy said that they're jealous they can't use that parking space, and it is meant for management. I really don't think you should be able to park there and not Jimmy. 
I love that HR's argument at the very heart of it is that somebody is not allowed to use it unless they're the management person that owns the spot. Otherwise, they just don't want anybody to park there. Or at least, they can't allow somebody to park there. I mean, I guess you can say the whole favoritism argument or whatever, but do you think HR was being ridiculous with this one? Or do you think they have a point in regards to it not being fair that OP gets to specifically park in that spot and nobody else? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Shoeless Gamer. Recut 20 lawns because every blade of grass needs to be the same exact height? Okay. So some context, this happened a summer ago. I'm a college student in the summer when I'm home. I typically work in landscaping and landscape design as a laborer. Think laying sod and bricks, building fences and decks, or cutting grass. I also live in Mississippi so it's hot as balls and humid as heck in the summer. This particular summer, I was working on the landscaping side, so I was cutting grass, pulling weeds, upkeep sort of stuff. When it came time to cut grass, I was on weed eater duty. My job was to do trim work, basically cut grass the mower can't reach. The day, so this Thursday was a particularly hot one. Just after a good rain, so it was excessively hot and humid. To add on to this, the job for that day was a contract place that was 20 or so houses, arranged in a circle around two ponds and a walking path, making the humidity even higher because of the ponds and lack of airflow, tall trees around and in the place. The lots themselves weren't particularly big, but the place took around 9 to 11 hours to do well, and most of the houses also had the super cranky old people in them that would complain over the most minor things. I'm talking one weed in a flower box under a bush. So we arrive at like 6.15 and get to cutting and all that good stuff. I grab my weed eater, throw my earbuds in and do my thing. While I weed eat, I'm continually walking and occasionally will bump the weed eater with my leg, raising it up a little bit and making the grass slightly uneven every so often, maybe half an inch at the most. This usually isn't noticeable, but if it happens up against a house or a structure, you can tell if you look for it. So I'll typically go back and try to level it out the best I can if I notice it happen. I do the whole place's front yards and backyards. We then weed the whole place front and back. We're getting ready to pack up and head home. It's like 4 o'clock by now. One incompetent Richard comes to the job site and starts looking around. He finishes up and pulls John aside and shows him around the place, then leaves. This process took an hour or so. So myself, John, my foreman, direct boss, and L, my coworker have just burnt an hour on overtime doing nothing. By this point in the week, it was typical for us to be running on overtime. John comes over to Elle and I, telling us that we missed a ton of stuff and to grab the weed eaters and a bucket. We then walk around the place, and John starts pointing out groups of like four blades of grass that are fractions of an inch higher than the others. Barely noticeable stuff, like you really gotta look for this stuff hard. Furthermore, if you try to cut some of these with a weed eater, they bend from the downwash of the spinning strings. So you risk gouging a nice 5 to 12 inch circle in the grass trying to cut like 4 blades of grass. We begin to redo the whole place front and back pulling small weeds here and there from under bushes and doing our best to cut the offending blades of grass. By the second house, Elle and I are complaining to John that we're hot and tired, it's like 5.30 and we know this will take us 2 more hours. John tells us he knows this is stupid and it's not his fault, he understands the stupidity and our pissedness. Cue the malicious compliance. Elle and I decide that we're going to make sure all offending blades of grass are cut to the same height. That new height? Dirt. 
The thing is, if you cut grass too low, it can die. We knew this, but incompetent Richard and the cranky old people wanted it the same height exactly, and that's what they were going to get. We rewalked the place and cut any grass that is against something and over the height of dirt. We also made sure to hold our weed eaters in a way that when we cut those offending grass, we hit the surrounding grass with the full 12-inch diameter of the weed eater, leaving a nice 12-inch circle spot that you couldn't see now but would when the grass died in a few days. We leveled all the grass against any structure, leaving a nice gouge where walls, fences, and flower beds met the lawn. We finished around 7.30 and headed home, and didn't hear a peep the next day. The next week, the lawns had 12-inch brown circles of grass everywhere. By Tuesday, incompetent Richard talked to John about it. John just told him the offending blades had been cut as he'd asked, and something along the lines of it was now all uniform in height. We couldn't help that some of the grass didn't survive the new stringent height regulations. Incompetent Richard never talked to L, John, or myself about it again. A few notes in Fallout, this wasn't the first time and wouldn't be the last time that incompetent Richard came to nitpick our work at the end of a day, which would sometimes result in us having to drive across the city or walk a mile or two up the road and at the end of the day to fix BS little things that weren't messed up adding hours to already long, hot days. Though it was the last time we ever had problems at that place, we also got the satisfaction of knowing that incompetent Richard had to take the numerous calls from cranky old people about their lawns for a few weeks. These people would cuss us out even before the incident, so I don't want to imagine what they told him. The lawns had still had pretty noticeable dead spots and scars when I left towards the end of the summer. Also, incompetent Richard saw himself as better than any of us filthy laborers, L and I, and would avoid critiquing us to our faces. This is primarily because the few times he nitpicked us directly, we either told him why it was stupid or handed him our equipment and told him to do it himself, which he would then proceed to mess up. This was a common sentiment he held towards all of the crews under his supervision, and their reactions when he critiqued them similarly were similar to ours. In the mornings at the shop, he would sometimes talk about how we needed to be more respectful to him because he was our boss, to which people would reply something about respecting our quality work, which it was 99% of the time, and not nitpicking stupid stuff and not showing up at the end of the day to give us more dumb stuff to do, such as chop a tree down and then drive off, expecting us to load it up when he had an empty open top trailer and we had a full box truck. What we did made its way to other crews and they carried out similar antics, which led to him getting a tough time from his bosses who held him responsible for these events. The effects of this general disdain eventually got to him so much, you could see it just by the way he carried himself and the stress on his face. This dude is so stuck in his ways and refusing to change or reconsider or just be better in general to the point that they're allowing themselves to walk around carrying themselves all stressed and worked up when they could just work it out and let it go. Richard sadly I think needs a lot of work. And our final story of the day is by Questor SA, you can't get quarters from bug bites. When I was in the army, my unit had a training day one day where we did tactical movements in close quarters combat with paintball guns. It was pretty fun. Except it was in Texas in the middle of summer, in a training area full of tall grass that I ended up crawling around in a lot. I didn't notice any problems until a couple hours later when I was getting ready to head home and my legs started burning. 
I pulled my boots off and rolled my pants up, and my feet and legs up to my mid-thigh were swollen and covered in hundreds of angry red welts. Apparently I'd crawled through a nest of chiggers, tiny biting bugs common in America that are apparently called trombaculity officially, and they'd gone to town on my legs, bad enough to provoke an allergic reaction. I drive myself to the emergency room at the base hospital, and while I'm waiting to be seen and feeling more and more terrible, but needing to focus on something else, I started counting the bites. I stopped when I got to 100, and that was just on the inside of my right calf. The doc had never seen anything like it, and I ended up getting a massive dose of steroids, antibiotics, and inflammatories, all hospital grade and with serious side effects of their own, as well as four days of quarters the military equivalent of being told to stay home and don't come into work. My girlfriend came and picked me up from the hospital and drove me home because at that point I was in no state to drive myself between the allergic reaction and the meds I was on to treat it. On my way home, I call my sergeant to let him know about my situation so he can get word up the chain of command. About an hour after that, I get a call from the first sergeant, the senior most NCO in the unit, herself. Now, she was one of the most incompetent first sergeants I ever worked with during my time in the army, constantly making terrible decisions, mindlessly greenlighting whatever terrible decision our equally incompetent captain came up with, and micromanaging people unnecessarily. She tells me that my quarters have been revoked by the captain and that I have to come in the following day. I tell her that I'm holding orders in my hand from a doctor who's also a lieutenant colonel that I'm supposed to take my time off to recover. She responds with, you can't get quarters from bug bites, and rants at me that I'm just malingering and trying to get out of work. There's no way I could possibly be seriously ill from just some bug bites. I tried to explain that I'd had an allergic reaction, but she wasn't having it, insisting I was a liar and a bad soldier because of it. I was to be at formation the next morning at 0900, Because of the extensive exercise we all got at the training event, they cancelled PT for the day, with my supposed quarter slip, and they would decide then if they were going to punish me more for trying to pull this stunt. Cue malicious compliance. Okay, I wore my PT uniform, a t-shirt and shorts, rather than our fatigues the next day, and had my girlfriend drive me in. I was still too messed up from the bites and meds to drive. I figured if I was going to get in trouble anyways, being in the wrong uniform would be the least of my worries, but my bare legs instead showed off the literal hundreds of now angrily red, almost purple or black in some cases, huge welts on my legs. The skin was more welt than not by the next morning, and I walked up showing off that rather horrific sight to my entire company of more than a hundred enlisted NCOs and officers. Literally everyone who sees me is like, Jesus OP, what happened to your legs? It's clear to every single person in the company that I'm actually legitimately having an allergic reaction just by sight alone. The first sergeant hears people making a ruckus, sees me, and turns bright red knowing she messed up when she hears me answering warrant officers, including my direct supervisor asking, why are you here if you're that sick? With... First sergeant made me come in and told me that you can't get quarters because of bug bites. Within 10 minutes, I've handed in a copy of my quarter slip, gotten a quiet and very private apology from the first sergeant, and was sent home for the next four days.
This was definitely very, very good, but what would have been perfect is if OP got that doctor back in in it. I would love for OP to have gone back to the doctor, who I believe is higher ranking, and say, is this first sergeant allowed to just ignore the orders you gave? And just watch it all spiral downhill. I just think it's ridiculous that if somebody has a medical exemption, that anybody would try to fight that, regardless of how ridiculous sounding the situation may be. Especially if somebody clarifies, yeah, it hit my allergies really hard, then I would definitely understand. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.